What's up, Bombshells? Welcome to Bombshell 1111 Podcast, Therapy for Women of Color. My name is Kia, and I'm your host. Generally, podcasts request donations, but I want you to show love by simply subscribing to my social media platforms by visiting my website at www.bombshell1111podcast.com. I want to see thousands of subscribers on this platform. Leave your comments, and I'll show love by shouting you out on my social media platforms, such as Instagram and Facebook. I want to thank you for your continued support as always. And with that being said, let's jump into this new episode. Hello, my name is CJ Grace, and I'm here tonight to drop some bombs on Bombshell 1111. Welcome back, Bombshells. I'm Kia, and I'm your host. Tonight, you guys will be discussing how to thrive after breast cancer with our special guest, CJ. So without further ado, Bombshells, let's get into it. Welcome, CJ. How are you? I'm fine, and thank you so much for having me on the show today. Uh, thank you so much for coming on and being a part of the podcast. I, I was very fortunate enough to um, have you interview me on your platform that you share. So um, I, I thought that it would be, you know, um, the the how, how would I say, um, a great thing for you to do, for you to come on my podcast and share your knowledge and your tools, especially after we finish talking and you um, share some um, very personal information with me, but I thought that it would be beneficial um, for the listening audience because the things that you were sharing was very, they, they were very informative. So again, thank you so much for coming on and wanting to be a part of the podcast, CJ. Yes. And it was a pleasure to get to meet you on the Thriving Women Network where you were a guest. So I think that uh, that was a, a wonderful connection there. Yeah, it all happened in divine timing. So let's just go ahead and jump right in for tonight. So CJ, I, I'm going to have down below in the description box a bio about who you are, what you do, where you're from. But I always like to start the podcast off with allowing the guests just to give a, a short description um, before we get into our discussion for the night. Um, a short description of who you are, what you do and where you're from, CJ. Yes, well, as you can probably tell from my accent, I'm originally from Britain and I'm a former BBC journalist. My name is CJ Grace. I worked for the BBC as a reporter. Then I also worked as a journalist advisor for China Radio International in Beijing. And I'm now a host on the Thriving Women Network. But I'm also an author. I write comic self-help books about breast cancer and infidelity. And the two books that I've written, the first one is called Adulterer's Wife, How to Thrive, Whether You Stay or Not. And my latest book is My Wild Ride, How to Thrive After Breast Cancer and Infidelity. And that is a comic self-help memoir, mainly about breast cancer with a lot of cartoons, but also a lot of detailed information on how to navigate dealing with breast cancer. And so for the listening audience, 
And thank you for that as well, CJ. For the listening audience who may not have knowledge or just uh, may have uh, somewhat of a knowledge of what breast cancer is, can you just give us a short definition of what breast cancer is and like what are some of the symptoms or signs um, that may occur when you have breast cancer? Well, the problem is sometimes you have absolutely no signs at all. Sometimes people are able to feel a lump. Sometimes people do have pain. But generally, for example, I'm a two-time breast cancer survivor. And the first breast cancer that I had was found in a mammogram. And the second one was found from an MRI. And I also have a BRCA gene uh, that is gives me more likelihood of getting cancer. It's quite similar to the one that Angelina Jolie had. Mm. So I think that screening is absolutely essential because often you do not get symptoms until it may be too late. Mm. Mm. And so what does treatment look like for breast, breast cancer? Well, there are a lot of treatment options and every case is different so i wouldn't want to be giving anyone advice on what they should do but the standard treatment is radiation if there's no lymph node involvement in the cancer and chemo if there is lymph node involvement so when i had it in 2007 on my left side there was no lymph node involvement i had radiation and no chemo but then when i had it again on the other side in 2014 really bummed me out i thought you know i've done cancer i've been there done that but then i got it again and at that time there was a tiny bit of lymph node involvement and so my oncologist recommended chemo but i did negotiate with her over the kind of chemicals that were used because i felt that the one that she uh, had suggested adriamycin was going to be too toxic for me. They call it the red devil. And for my particular kind of cancer, I felt that carboplatin was a better option and slightly less uh, damaging to the system. But every case is different and it's always good to be informed. So my cancer mantra was uh, information is power. And I really researched things to the nth degree. So I was 100% comfortable with the particular treatment options I chose. I also did a lot of alternative therapy as well. So I mixed the two things. Mm. And so, CJ, how can a person that is dealing with this particular um, illness, how can they lower their chances of getting breast cancer again in the future? Or is there a such thing? Um, Or even still for one who hasn't had breast cancer, how can um, a person lower their chances of getting breast cancer? Well, that's a hard question to answer, but there's one thing that you can do that costs no money at all. And it was something that surprised me. I did a lot of research, both when I went through breast cancer and when I was writing My Wild Ride, the book about breast cancer. And I read a pretty amazing book. It was called Dress to Kill, the link between breast cancer and bras. And I found that the link between bras and breast cancer is stronger than that between smoking and lung cancer. Oh my God, that is big. Mm -hmm. And um, I looked at the research, but sadly, when you Google this issue, 
the only study that comes up is the one study that shows no link between bras and breast cancer. But that study had a lot of flaws. It had no control group of women who don't wear bras, which would be a bit like studying the link between smoking and lung cancer and not having any non-smokers to compare to the smokers. And the other thing that they did in that 2014 study was that they only looked at postmenopausal women in whom the effects were much weaker because of something called survivor bias. And so, um, and uh, so there are a lot of flaws with that particular study. And there are a lot of other studies, including one from Harvard, for example, I think from 1991, that all show a pretty strong link between bras and breast cancer. And it does make sense because what happens when you're wearing a bra is that you are constricting the lymph flow in your breasts and a lot of waste products and uh, toxins collect in the fatty tissue of the body and we women have a lot of that in our breasts and uh, how is that flushed out it's flushed out by the lymph system but if you compress that and particularly in the armpits and around the breast there's so many um, lymph nodes in that area if you're compressing that then those toxins and waste products can't leave. And so that can lead to breast pain, cysts and breast cancer. And a lot of people, what I would suggest you do if you're interested in trying this out, try one month without wearing a bra and see if you feel more comfortable, see if you have um, less breast pain or no breast pain if you were suffering breast pain beforehand and just see how you feel. It's, it's sad that in our culture, we're not supposed to uh, have uh, uncovered breasts, let's say, or have um, nipples showing up underneath your clothing, because um, that is a much better way to be in terms of not having your breasts be constricted and therefore increasing your cancer risk. So, so that would be one thing that I would recommend. Throw away your bra. I did that and I am so much more comfortable and um, you know, I hope that that's going to make a difference. But I only did it after my second case of breast cancer. That was when I found out about this problem. And so uh, uh, earlier in the beginning of our podcast, you talked about um, getting advice from um, others and things like that. How does one deal with all the unsolicited advice that they may get in reference to um, breast cancer? Yeah, and it's true. Whenever you have a serious illness, in particular cancer, you are going to be besieged by people offering you what they consider to be friendly advice. Um, that made it, it so much so that, that it's actually the first cartoon in my wild ride is all about that because, you know, people told me that the chemo and radiation I was doing was toxic and not going to work. And then other people who are a little bit more straight laced said that the alternative cancer therapies that I was doing as well were all pure quackery and I was crazy to be doing that. And then another person whom I won't identify um, actually shouted at me and said, you know, the reason why you get breast cancer and why you've got it is because you're too tense and you need to relax. And of course, we all know that shouting at somebody is the perfect way to help them relax. <laughs> so, so, you know, I got that. And then, you know, and of course, you're, you're going to feel tense and, and stressed when you're going through cancer. It's normal, you know. You don't want to feel bad about feeling bad, right, you know. Right. Um, so, because so, it, it's wonderful to have a positive attitude. A positive attitude is really helpful. But you can't be positive all the time and definitely not when you're going through cancer. So you should just ride with the emotions, how they feel, do whatever you can to cheer yourself up. Humor 
And laughter therapy was very, very good for me. I would just watch comedies. I didn't want to watch anything depressing on TV or go to any depressing movies or anything like that. Comedy, comedy, comedy to keep your spirits up. But, um, you know, it, it's really important to, uh, to just do what you feel is right for you. And people will be bombarding you with information. I also got the food Nazis, you know, who, who said, oh, if you don't give up dairy, your cancer's going to come back. Well, I'm a Brit. I, I have milk in my tea. I don't want soy milk or some fake milk concoction. I've got to have <laughs> real milk. And so, you know, um, but I did all those things. I got stressed at times. I didn't give up dairy. I didn't... Um, not do alternative therapy. I didn't not do conventional therapy. And well, you know, who knows whether I did the right thing or not. But all I can say is to quote Monty Python, and I love Monty Python, I'm not dead yet. So that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's very powerful. That's very powerful. So let's talk about it. Let's get into the, the next topic, breast implant illness. So breast implant illness problems associated with breast implants. Of course, we all know this. What are your thoughts on this? What is your belief? Well, actually, a lot of people don't know about it. And when I was advised to have double mastectomies, and I have to admit this is a controversial decision because a lot of people um, in my position did choose to have mastectomies, but I chose not to have the mastectomy. Um, and when Angelina Jolie went public about her breast cancer and her BRCA1 gene profile, she was very much pushing mastectomies. Um, I looked at the statistics for my particular condition and I felt like it wasn't going to make much difference and I wanted to hang on to my breasts. I didn't want to go through uh, a mastectomy because the mastectomy operation is nowhere near as bad as the reconstruction. It's the reconstruction that is far more problematic and if you have silicone breast implants, a lot of people have found that they have breast implant illness. Uh, for example, Crystal Hefner is a poster child for breast implant illness. She's been a spokesperson for that problem. She had breast implants for cosmetic reasons. She started to feel extremely unwell, didn't know exactly what was going on because you can have systemic problems from breast implant illness, autoimmune, fatigue, headaches, eye problems, all kinds of things that you would think have absolutely nothing to do with breast implants. And you just don't know what's going on. And so many people found out when they found out that it was the breast implants and then they go and have explant surgery to have them removed, they start to feel a whole lot better. And let me give you the example of Nicole Deruda. I believe she was bedridden for six years before she realized that the problem was her breast implants. And she founded uh, a Facebook support group, Healing Breast Implant Illness on Facebook. And I believe that to date it has more than 180,000 members. And she also has a website. So there are resources you can look at on the web to see you know, what you can do if you have had breast implants and if you suspect that they're causing problems. Saline breast implants aren't as bad as the, as the silicone ones, but the saline is still within a silicone bag and you can still have problems with that silicone container. Um, and 
The third way that you can have implants uh, is through um, your own fat tissue being moved from one part of the body to another, but that can have problems too because you have multiple surgeries then to have the reconstruction. But the biggest problem is from the silicone breast implants. And it's interesting that now the FDA actually has a safety warning on silicone breast implants. Um, and that's despite the fact that there was an absolutely ludicrous study that came out by, I think, some, uh, some surgeons from Europe. They came out with a study to try to prove that the reason why women complain about breast implant illness is, and you would not believe this, Kia, they claimed that the reason was that most of them were neurotic. Mm. Unbelievable. No, people are not neurotic. There are genuine problems from breast implants. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I was amazed that that study was taken seriously. I actually wrote a blog about it on my website um, because it was so ludicrous uh, that uh, it, it, it just beggars belief. But so many women have been gaslighted about this issue that I can understand why that study was done. And so, CJ, tell us about the Bra Breast Cancer Link. Yeah, as I was saying earlier, the bra breast cancer link is stronger than the link between smoking and lung cancer, according to the research that uh, Sidney Ross Singer put out in his book, Dress to Kill. And there are numerous studies from all over the world showing that the link between bras and breast cancer is very, very strong and very compelling. So, uh, it, and the way that it seemed to be um, manifesting was that the longer you wear the bra and the tighter the bra is, the worse the effects. Mm. And it was, in, it was interesting. The reason why Sidney Ross Singer and his wife found out about this link and started to write about it was that they were, he's a medical anthropologist and they were in Fiji and his wife was putting the bra up to dry on the washing line. And the local, a local Fijian woman said, what on earth is that? She'd never seen something like that before. She didn't know what on earth this thing was for. And they realized that nobody, that the Fijian women were not wearing bras. Uh, and also they realized that amongst them, the rate of breast cancer was about the same between men and women. Unbelievable. I mean, how many men do you know who've had breast cancer? Right. I think I know one. Yeah. And how many women do you know? I know scores and scores of women who've had breast cancer. So that was pretty compelling. And then they also found that the singers, Sidney Ross Singer and his wife, Soma Grismeyer, found that once the Fijian women started working for Western companies in Fiji and started wearing Western clothing, then they started to get breast cancer. Wow. So it, it, that was a, a pretty compelling argument, but it's it's amplified by all the peer-reviewed research that's come out on that issue. It's 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 very compelling, and it is as I said, it's a, a big shame that the only study that seems to uh, appear on mainstream searches and in the mainstream community is the one the one that uh, shows no link between bras and breast cancer but that was an extremely flawed study um, the 2014 Hutchinson study very very flawed compared to uh, all the other research that's out there and so CJ let's talk about you for a minute let's talk about how you can assist other individuals uh, that are dealing with this particular illness 
tell us about that. What do you do? How can you assist um, in any way? Do you do? Ha- do you have self help books? How can you assist someone who may also be on the same journey? Yeah, well, my latest book, My Wild Ride, How to Thrive After Breast Cancer and Infidelity, is available through Amazon, both as a paperback and as an ebook. And I also have resources on my website. My website is cjauthor.com, cjauthor.com. And I have skin care advice for people going through cancer. I have a lot of different blogs for people going through cancer. And so if you look at my website, you'll see all of that. I also have a couple of free PDFs you can download about both dealing with breast cancer and also dealing with infidelity, which is the other subject that I write about. So just go along to cjauthor.com and you'll, you'll find me. Or you can just Google CJ Grace Breast Cancer and you'll find plenty of stuff about me on, on, uh, online. And CJ, is this the same way that the listening audience can get connected to you as well if they want to reach out to you to have a one-on-one conversation or consultation? Um, I don't do consultations, but I do have a way that you, that I can be contacted via my website. If you contact, if you go to the uh, contact page, and um, I, I'd be glad to to connect with people if they do have specific issues. But um, I'm not a doctor, so I don't give medical advice. I just tell people what I did and what worked for me. Um, and I'm primarily a uh, a journalist, writer, and a speaker. So um, I write about this, these topics. Um, in great detail. And my book is incredibly heavily researched. I have a bibliography that has references to over 70 books and more than 100 uh, articles and studies. Oh my God. Uh, as well as being a comedy self-help book. So it's it's meticulously researched, but I try to make it a comedy with cartoons because that's the way that you can cover subjects that may be not quite as palatable as, mm-hmm. as, as, they, as you would like. Right. For example, the final chapter of my book is called, um, uh, it, it's called Resting in Peace. And that's about dealing with death and dying and planning um, your, your will and, all of, and funerals and all of that. Even though that may not be the case for you, it's a wake up call when you go through cancer to get your affairs in order and to, um, you know, if not now, when. You know, it, it's, it, it is a wake up call mm. because it does teach you that life is short and you have an expiration date. And we don't know when that expiration date actually is, because I also write in that chapter about um, I call it terminal di- diagnosis malfunctions. I have a section in that final chapter. And so many people I know who were given terminal diagnoses by their doctors who are still alive decades later. So, you know, you can never predict life is a crapshoot you don't know just because you cancer does not have to be a death sentence it doesn't there are a lot of ways around it yes i totally agree i told because i also have a friend girl that has had cancer twice and she's a survivor and she's living great now she's a registered nurse she has a uh, daughter that just most recently graduated from high school she is living life to the fullest so you are absolutely correct absolutely correct so, CJ, is there anything you feel that I missed that you'd like to share with the listening audience before we head out of here tonight? Well, if anybody wants to find out more about this subject, do go to cjauthor.com, cjauthor.com. And the final word I'd want to say is there is always hope 
it's easy to get very, very down and depressed when you when you have a cancer diagnosis. It's scary, but it doesn't have to be a death sentence, as I said earlier. It doesn't have it, so many people survive cancer, and for so many of them, it's like adversity being a catalyst to make your life better than it was before. And so, amazingly, I mean, I myself i would i don't regret having gone through cancer and infidelity bleak though the experience was because had i not done that i wouldn't be where i am now and i'm really happy with my life as it is right now so adversity is a catalyst to improve your life oh thank you so much for that cj and thank you so much for coming on and being a part of this podcast and sharing your knowledge and your gems with the listening tools. I really appreciate that. And I hope you come back again, CJ. Yes, I'd love to. And thank you so much for having me on your show, Kia. You're more than welcome. And you guys, with that being said, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks to CJ for joining us. We hope that you were able to hear something that was beneficial to you. And with that being said... Thanks for listening. And always remember, you are a bond within your own shell. Peace, love, and light, you guys. Until next time, good night. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure you subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Rate, review, and share this podcast with your family and friends. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you're leaving with some valuable information that can help you on your personal journey. Also, check us out on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Bombshell1111 or at Bombshell1111 TV. You can also check out our mental health page, Your Health is Your Wealth, on Facebook, which is a page created to inform and support individuals with mental health and other health conditions. And with that being said, always remember, you guys, you are a bomb within your own shell. Until next time, peace, love, and light.